G'day, welcome to Age Abuse and Justice, where each episode I summarise an elder abuse case to demonstrate what elder abuse looks like and how the law deals with it. Age Abuse and Justice started as short videos published on YouTube. I did 15 cases in video format, but it took much longer to record and edit, so gradually I eased out of videos to focus on the podcast. It also allowed me to do cases in more detail. I'm now adding the audio from those video recordings to be available on the podcast channel as well. Please excuse the bad audio, these are made from when I was first learning how to use this equipment so it gets pretty dicey. So this is one of those video recordings. The videos are still available on YouTube if you'd like to check them out. You can search for Age Abuse and Justice or you could look on the New South Wales Legal Aid podcast channel. But I'll also include the links for this case in the notes below. So on to the case. Uh, the case I'm going to talk to you about today is the case of the Commonwealth Bank of Australia versus Amadio. Uh, it's referred to as the Amadio decision. And uh, when I looked past this case, I almost skipped it because I thought, Amadio, everyone knows that one. Uh, but that's because law students know that one. Uh, and other people should as well, so that's why I'm going to do it today. Uh, so this is an older case. I'm taking you all the way back to 1976. Uh, Vincenzo Amadio had all the appearance of a successful businessman. He had a building business that had an annual turnover in the millions. He had a very opulent lifestyle. And in 1976, he gave a Christmas party that was attended by over 2,000 people. Um, among the guests was his father, Mr. Amadio, and his bank manager, Mr. Virgo, and they both play a role in this case. So to all the world, Vincenzo Amadio looked like he was a really successful businessman, but actually his business was struggling. And in early 1977, he was working with the bank to try to keep the business afloat. So his business was the bank's basically their best customer and they wanted to keep him. So they're doing... Um, above and beyond to help the business stay afloat, uh, including he, the bank manager, Mr. Virgo, was actually meeting with Vincenzo almost daily to help decide which of the business's checks would be um, paid and which ones wouldn't be paid. But by March 1977, it couldn't continue. The line of credit had ceased and the business needed money to keep going. So Vincenzo comes up with this plan and he contacts the bank and he says to them, my parents have this investment property that they'd be willing to mortgage and they will guarantee if you extend me more credit. So basically meaning that the bank would agree to loan Vincenzo more money and if Vincenzo is unable to pay his existing debt or any of the new debt, then the bank could sue his parents and take his parents' investment property. That's what the guarantee would be. And the bank was happy with this, so Vincenzo calls his parents. Mr and Mrs Amadio are in their 70s. Uh, they were both born in Italy um, and they'd come over to Australia later in life. They did not read or write any English. Uh, Mrs Amadio spoke very little English. Uh, Mr Amadio had a better grasp of spoken English. And they were both very proud of their son who... Um, you know, was it this successful businessman? So um, when their son calls them up one morning and says, Mum, Dad, will you agree to go guarantee for me? Um, 
he explained it to them and he said it would only be for $50,000 and it would only be for six months. So basically meaning no matter how much debt the son was in, his parents would only be required to pay $50,000 and after six months the bank wouldn't be able to come after them for anything. It was only for six months that they were guaranteeing. And because they believed their son was this great businessman, very unlikely he wouldn't be able to pay his bills. So they said, yeah. And the very same day, Mr. Virgo pays them a visit. So he sits with them in their kitchen and he gets out the documents and he gets them to sign it in front of him. Now, they didn't read the documents. Obviously, they didn't because they're written in English. And the only question Mr. Amadio asked was to confirm that it was only for six months. And Mr. Virgo corrected him and he said, no, it hasn't got an end date. Basically, the guarantee is until the debt is paid. Um, and the parents signed it. But that should have been a warning sign to Mr. Virgo. Like, here's a question that's completely against what's in the documents. Why didn't he then find out what else they thought was in it? Um, but Mr. Virgo thought Vincenzo must have told them all about it. He trusted that Vincenzo had told his parents what they were signing on. So he didn't tell them anything else. He just got them to sign it, took the documents and left. And the bank continued to provide credit to Vincenzo's business. Despite that, almost inevitably, uh, the business went bankrupt and Vincenzo was made bankrupt and the bank wanted their money back. Now, the guarantee that the Amadios had signed was not for six months, as we've already discussed, but it was also not for $50,000. It was actually unlimited. And what that means is that the Amadios were signing to basically pay any debts of their son to that date, which was about $180,000, and any debts he accrued thereafter, plus any interest, plus any penalty fees. Um, so a lot more than the 50000 they thought they were signing on for. So now that the business has gone bankrupt, the bank wants to be paid and surprise the Amadios with this demand for payment. And the Amadios go, no, um, not going to pay it. So it went to court. Now, the first court basically said, you sign this guarantee and it ordered the Amadios to pay the bank $240,000. Thankfully, the Amadios appealed the decision. They took it further. And the appeal court said, in a normal circumstance, the bank has no requirement, no obligation to tell the Amadios that the business was almost insolvent, to tell them that the business was no longer paying most of their checks, um, to tell them that it was an unlimited guarantee. It was basically, you know, you're signing up for it. It's your obligation to read it yourself. And the bank has a duty of confidentiality to Vincenzo, so they weren't supposed to tell anything. But in this case, the court said the bank had gone one step further because this bank was actively involved in portraying to the world that this was a company that was financially stable. They were involved in deciding which checks were paid and which ones weren't. So they said that the bank had gone that extra step further to make this a special circumstance. So added to that, the court also looked at the fact that um, neither the bank nor Vincenzo had told the Amadios that the business was almost insolvent. Uh, the haste with which the decision was, the transaction was done. So the Amadios were told about the guarantee on the same day that they signed. They weren't really given much time to think about it or even talk about it. They weren't given independent legal advice and they weren't told to go and get independent legal advice. 
and they also had a lot of trust in their son. Um, and they believed that he was a successful businessman. He would be able to pay his debts. So the court, weighing all of that up, basically said the Amadios did not have to pay the bank and they said the, the guarantee could be set aside. The bank wasn't happy with that, so they took the decision to the High Court of Australia, um, but the High Court came down on the Amadios side and said, no, the Amadios don't have to pay. So this, this case would not normally, it's not an elder abuse case. To be an elder abuse case, um, to constitute elder abuse, the older person has to be abused by someone that they trust. And you can't say that the Amadios trusted the bank and they didn't trust the bank manager. Um, so that relationship of trust is not there. So normally you would say this case is not an elder abuse case. But I think that elder abuse comes in at a different angle. I believe that Vincenzo abused his parents because he lied to them, he purposely misled them about how much the guarantee was for in order to get them to sign those guarantees. The, that was for his financial benefit and his parents got no benefit out of it at all. He misled them, um, He did, there was a default, his parents were suddenly hit up for $240,000, which they weren't expecting, it would have been quite stressful and traumatic, and then they had the, to take it to court, which would have taken many years. So all of that stress and hassle that his parents were put through, he did that to them. So I would argue that this does qualify as an elder abuse case. And it's interesting to note that he didn't suffer any repercussions for his actions. So Vincenzo, you know, although he was um, made bankrupt, he almost got out of this arrangement scot-free. Um, the one who suffered a financial detriment was the bank because they didn't get their the loan amount repaid. Um, but a lot of people would argue that that's what they deserve when they really didn't enter into the arrangement under just conditions. Um, another important thing to note with this case is that it most likely wouldn't happen today. So nowadays, anytime a parent or a friend is asked to be a guarantor, the bank normally requires them to get independent legal advice. Um, and it's a step above and beyond. They need to be able to provide a document signed by a solicitor who's sworn, I saw these people, I, I read the documents, I explained the terms of the document to them and they understood them. That's what the solicitor signs off. Give that to the bank and the bank's got that assurance that the person knew what they were getting into. Um, I have had quite a few clients complain about this because They'll say, look, I understand the document. I understand what I'm guaranteeing. Why do I need a lawyer involved? Why do I have to pay hundreds of dollars for you to explain the same document to me? And I, I really would like to be able to just say, well, blame Amadio, uh, but that would have made sense. Uh, but going forward, if you're ever required to sign a guarantee document and you're required to get independent legal advice and you're wondering to yourself why, this case is a perfect example why. So I hope you enjoyed that case study and I hope you'll join me for another one. Thanks.